Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you are here. Now, in a world that's so dominated by the mind, returning to our senses isn't just a luxury, it's a necessity for cultivating balance in this increasingly chaotic world. My guest today is Lisa Schrader, and she's here to share wisdom about how a woman's body needs the nourishment of pleasure of remembering our sacredness as a living embodiment and as a vessel of love. Are you ready to meet her? Workshop leader, author, speaker, and coach Lisa Schrader, the founder of Awakening Shakti, has impacted the lives of thousands of women for almost two decades. Her work has been featured on Oprah, Oxygen, and VH1. She's on the faculty of the Shift Network and also hosts a podcast called She Source. Lisa's recognized as a professional certified coach by the International Coach Federation, and she's got a private practice supporting clients worldwide. For more information about Lisa and her work, visit her at awakeningshakti.com. Lisa, welcome to Out of the Fog. Mm, Thank you so much, Karen. I'm just delighted to be here with you. What does embodiment mean? Maybe we should start there. And why Mm. is it so critical? Well, I'm sure as your uh, listeners know, we're living in a culture that uh, is now coming upon thousands and thousands of years of really uh, cutting us off at the at the neck, right? Like we're um, inheriting a lot of spiritual traditions that are very much about transcendence and about um, kind of getting out of uh, the the messiness of our of our humanity and sort of up up in a way. And uh, spirituality has been extremely dominated by that paradigm for for many, 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 many years. And so we have a lot to um, that we've inherited around that. So in uh, my work, which comes a lot from my own fascination with a more tantric path uh, towards our enlightenment, it's it's really not a path of transcendence. It's more of a path of what we might say is incarnation, coming into our humanity, our body, into the earth plane, and that it is uh, just as potent for us to find God and goddess and our enlightenment um, by being here rather than by trying to get away. And so this term embodiment is is really key to really weaving. The, the word Tantra actually means to weave or to come back into union. Um, and there's 
just so much richness here for us as we stop trying to sort of reject um, our life experience or reject any part of, of our experience. Um, our, our sensuality, you know, our in, being in the body, which is, is full of, of our senses, you know. So a lot of times I think we think sense, sensuality, you know, we have a, a, a context of what that means culturally. But what I, what I would like to offer is I'm literally talking about what we feel and what we taste and what we hear, um, you know, all of our senses, because that brings us into the present moment that brings us into the, into the body. And at least in my teachings, that is where (laughs) we can have a really tangible, visceral, present experience with our, our godliness, with the goddess that, that is who we are. It's, it's unusual because there's that, I hadn't really thought of this this way, but you're, you're right. A lot of spiritual tradition is about breaking free of the body. That like that's how we got to get out of these bodies and we get out of these cages and then we're free and we, I don't know, frolic with the unicorns or we do whatever we reach enlightenment. And what I'm hearing you say is that some of the freedom that we seek, some of the expansion that we seek is when we allow ourselves to freely explore the the physical aspects. Well, exactly. And that, and I, what I would also like to offer here is that that we can make some distinctions here from more what we might call more masculine-based spirituality versus more feminine. And so, you know, in many of these um, beautiful spiritual traditions that have been handed down to us, and again, there's nothing wrong with any of them. You know, what I'm offering is just a different context. You know, I'm not, there's not a make wrong here, but the truth is most of them have been handed down by men, for men, very based on what the how the masculine approach to our spirituality, which tends to be, you know, I'm actually looking across my room right now at this beautiful carving of the Buddha. You know, I, I wouldn't call myself a Buddhist, but I have a real affinity for, um, for Buddhism. And, you know, here I am looking at this Buddha with his eyes closed, you know, with this erect spine, you know, in stillness, in emptiness. It's kind of like, can we and, and that's a that's a beautiful tradition. Can we move into that emptiness, which is really we might say more aligned with the death of everything but but present, right? And that um, association with that emptiness and spaciousness is very masculine. It's like how do we empty the mind, right? This like not not have the thoughts and enter into that sort of pure stillness. Now that's beautiful and it's very masculine. In the feminine, we have Shakti, right? So this, this, this uh, emptiness is more associated maybe with, with Shiva. These are terms that come to us from India, from more of the, you know, the Sanskrit or the Hindu or the Tantric traditions. But the, but the complement to that emptiness, that sort of death to everything but presence, is life itself, right? Is the Shakti, and this is the feminine, right? So the Shakti is always moving. It's always changing. This is nature, right? This is the, the grass outside my window right now. This is reaching for the sun. It's this vitality, this energy. It's, it's the, sort of the blood and the sweat and the tears of life. This is, this is very, very feminine, right? This is the being in the world and that there is 
so much access for us to our divinity through that. Just like we're all here as a result of the masculine and the feminine coming together. What if our sense of spirituality doesn't reject that sort of half of who we are, this more feminine, dynamic quality of life, but in fact embraces it, you know, embraces pleasure and our senses as as every bit, as ha- having every bit as much potential to bring us into maybe what we might call the more feminine forms of our spirituality. You know, these might include moving meditation or open eye meditation where we're not shutting out the world, but in fact, we're opening our eyes and we're welcoming it in, you know, a dance, um, even cooking or gardening or being a mother, right? This like mothering of life. Um, these are these are every bit as spiritual and as sacred, in my opinion, as that emptiness uh, meditation that we might associate with more like transcendental meditation or Buddhist meditation. And so, for women who are interested in coming, kind of coming, coming back into their bodies, I think a lot of time, at least I see in some of the women that I work with, that we with we we reenter those bodies sort of with with shame. We don't look the way we think we're supposed to, or we have scars that remind us of something we'd rather not be reminded of, or there's been trauma or shaming of us in our past. How can we shift into that? As you said, the grass reaching for the sun, that vitality, that energy, how can we reach into that joy, but at the same time, acknowledge and honor the, the difficulty of this? Ah, that's so beautiful. Thank you, Karen, because what you're talking about right there is, you know, again, the weaving of that, right? When, when we are raised inside of cultures that particularly in a female body have such, um, wrong programming around not being enough or not being, you know, beautiful enough or looking the right way or being young enough or all this, like this overlay of how we think we're supposed to be. This is true for men too, by the way, but you know, I mean, men suffer inside of those limiting beliefs quite a bit as well, but it seems to be particularly acute for us as women, you know, partly I, what I, what I offer the women in my circles is this idea to be suspicious, first of all, of those thought forms, to realize that those have actually been institutionalized to take us out of our power. And as we begin, and and the question how, the first thing I would just offer there is, yeah, gently, slowly, hopefully with some support and with a lot of compassion, as we come back into inhabiting the body as it is and as it is not, right? And we start to uh, get connected with with this phrase I love from the Mary Oliver poem that I'm sure many of us are familiar to, to, to let your soft animal body love what it loves, to remember that we are a soft animal body and that inside of a culture that is constantly pushing us inside of what I would call the hyper-masculine paradigm, which is all about producing and, and, and um, giving, you know, there's a very masculine uh, ideas of sort of penetrating life with your energy very bottom line oriented, great energy to have. And what if we start to, to counterbalance that with our feminine, which is about deep receptivity, which is about this capacity to love and to feel and to be part of life and to connect with the animal of us, the earth of us. What does she need? Does she need more rest? 
right? Does she need to start orienting more towards beauty and pleasure as a way to nourish ourselves inside of our female bodies? We need that. We don't have an excess of testosterone like most male bodies have. So we need oxytocin. You know, this, this is what happens for us when we feel connected to others, when we feel supported, when we feel pleasure. This actually nourishes the female animal body so that she can give what she wants to give, right? And be potent in her own way. It's not about us acting like men, but we're deeply relaxing into what I would call our Shakti, our authentic feminine power. And inside of that, we get magnetic and we get radiant and we get more aligned with being the vessels of love that we are. And suddenly things start to happen, not because we're efforting and struggling and driving with all of our masculine energy, but we're, we're learning to counterbalance that with this magnetism and receptivity where doors start to open and things start to come to us and we have synchronicities and we feel more joy and we feel more, more pleasure and more softness and more openness. And that is, is an aspect of our power that we have largely been driven away from. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Lisa Schrader, and you can find out more about Lisa and her work at awakeningshakti.com. So now, Lisa, you, I know, are passionate about creating community, creating sisterhood for women. And what you were just saying about about the power and the growth and the um, sort of the magnetic attraction of synchronicity, of abundance, of possibility that comes forth in those communities. Why is that so important in the world right now? That's a loaded question. I think I know why, but why is that so? Why is that so important in the world right now? Yeah. Well, let me offer something. I'd love to hear why you think it's important. Because yes, that's a big question, Karen. Um, well, the most obvious, the most obvious thing is that we are currently all we have to do is look out, right? We're so heartbroken about the lack of what I would say is sustainability of our current model. You know, we cannot keep, um, you know, raping and pillaging the earth the way that we're doing. We cannot keep pushing our bodies, right? We can, I, I believe, not keep on this trajectory of a lack of kindness and consideration, a lack of equality. Th- these are not sustainable models. And so, when we bring, and it always starts back with us, right? When we bring ourselves back into what we know is balance. And again, for those listening, you know, one step at a time, you don't have to do this all at once, but even listening to this particular show, you know, and allowing yourself to consider, wow, what would it look like for me to embrace? What would it look like for me to come back to my senses literally, you know, like, what am I feeling and sensing in this moment? How am I taking care of my own, my own body, my own balance, this reorientation toward the masculine and the feminine? As we do that, we have more to give, more to give from a place where we are accessing fuel and energy from, a, from something inside that is ultimately more sustainable. You know, I would call that our body and our heart and our soul. And when we reorient to that as part of our wholeness, not just the mind, right, but part of our divinity, then we then begin to emanate, you know, a sense of greater balance. We have more to give. 
we're, we're literally accessing a more sustainable fuel source for all that we are being tasked with right now. And I know that you connect with three main archetypes of feminine power, the lover and the mother mm-hmm. and the leader. Okay. And where I'm coming from, as I asked that question, why I said it's a loaded question is that we, we are all here for a reason. And we are here mm-hmm. at a time when it's important. I believe that we all step into our power in the way that is safest for us and most powerful for us and most um, expansive for us. And as we come back into our bodies and as we also like come back to our senses, as you said, moving forward, not just as nurturers and bringers of life, but also as the ones who care for life, who speak truth into situations that might seem kind of hyper-masculine in terms of um, like oppressing or setting, uh, setting limits, tightening, tightening things up, rigidity. I think it's important for the women and the empowered women to step forward. We've got a job to do. We do, right? We, we absolutely do. And, you know, I believe <laughs> that the most effective way for us to do that and truly what life is asking for is this coming back into what we might say more, more balance, which is, has, which has a lot to do with embodiment because it's, you know, let's, let's face it to, to come into the body and into this, you know, literally through the gateway of the senses um, brings us, you know, into the heart, for example, where for a lot of us, the heart is just broken you know, there's so, there's so much moving in us in terms of our emotions that, you know, that's part of what I teach in the Awakening Shakti curriculum is like, wow, how do we move with the emotions, not, not shut them down, not try to get away from them, you know. And, and by the way, Karen, it, you know, we can use our senses to go down all kinds of slippery slopes where we are in avoidance, right? We all know that. Like, I'm feeling crappy today. And so let me drink half a bottle of wine or eat a chocolate cake. Maybe that'll make me feel better. (laughs) Maybe that is. And we can do that in a conscious way. There's nothing wrong with choosing those options, but we all know what it's like to choose those options to try to get away from, right? So there's an important distinction because, you know, this tantric path says the senses can be a gateway into our divinity. They can be. It can also take us into our shadow, of course, but this is life. Like this, this is, this is the, um, the great joy and challenge of, of this particular path of being incarnated. And if we can, you know, come to our senses in that way and let ourselves, let the senses bring it, bring us into presence where we have access to our true resources, our source, our soul, our connection, but also to our hearts, to our love. Yes, and and I would offer to us as women, we're designed to do this, right? We're, we, we do know how to do this. It's not that men don't know how, but we're experts in this. And so when we claim that, we are really tapping into our, what I would say, our core feminine power, you know, our core authentic authentic feminine power. And that is absolutely what I believe life is asking of us right now. So can you let the listeners know how they can find out more about you and your work? You've got, I know there's a free audio meditation on your site. You've got a bunch of stuff going on. 
Yeah, I've got a beautiful free gift that um, I would love to share with you, uh, particularly if you like my voice. It's an audio meditation, and uh, you can find that on awakeningshakti.com. And let me just spell that word shakti. Uh, for those of you that might be unfamiliar with it, this is a word of feminine life force energy, universal feminine life force energy. It's S-H-A-K-T-I. Awakeningshakti.com. I've got um, a free webinar coming up called Reunion. That's all about this reunification with the mother, the lover, and the leader that we are. And uh, lots of of beautiful free offerings. It would be my honor and my joy to be connected with you if you feel resonant with what I'm sharing. That's wonderful. So those resources are at awakeningshakti.com. So Lisa, as you and I know you've been doing this this work for a long time. When you find yourself out of your body, when you find yourself sort of spinning off into wherever it is that you spin off to when you spin, how do you come back? What is your practice for your mm. embodiment, for returning to yourself? Yeah, beautiful. And this is actually the free gift I'm offering is a meditation exactly for this. Oh, um, and it's really, for me, it, it lands in this, mother, lover, leader. So when we're spinning off, usually it's because we're up in the head, right? Most of your listeners, they're they're spiritual beings. We get this. So for me, uh, the meditation is what does it look like to come into my lover, which in this case is my body, is my access to my energy, my groundedness, my rootedness. So I will literally take some breaths into the body and feel those senses as access point that brings me into the heart, which usually brings me into gratitude and into love. And that sense of myself as the source of love to me, that is the mothering energy. That's like the divine mother in all of us. And then that brings me into the, the leader um, archetype, uh, which very oftentimes brings me more into the crown of the head and in that place, I'm really connecting with myself as this eternal spiritual being, you know, that's having a difficult moment maybe in earth school, <laughs> but who we really are, are these sacred beings. So it helps me really connect with my soul self and then lead from there, you know, find the guidance, tune into my own spiritual self for the uh, solution to whatever might be there. So lover, mother, leader. It's a, it's a quick body, heart, and soul way for me to get anchored and get grounded so that I can at least have more options about what the next step might be. Well, that's beautiful. And I bet as you, if you were to commit to exploring that process or exploring using those kind of, um, using those as touchstone points, there's an endless amount of growth that can happen through those. You know, it's, I'm a, I'd love to teach intuitive development. I'm very passionate about it. And one of the things that I believe truly is that we connect best intuitively when we are fully in the present moment, when we are alive and awake and absolutely where we are right now, we receive healing. We receive divine connection. You talked about opening up the crown. We receive that divine connection from that place of being fully rooted and grounded in where we are right now, even if we don't like it very much, even if earth school does stink and there's a lot of noise in it, but the the only place that that change can come from is from being right where we 
are. And so what I love about what you're saying is that it's tools for bringing us into where am I now? What is true for me? How am I feeling? Not trying to get away from it, but being in it. Right. And that's the breakthrough right there. Right. I I mean, it just over and over again. I mean, the fascinating thing to me about this work is, is that, you know, we get to practice it all the time, right? We, we pop on social media, we get freaked out or we're dealing with our beloved family. And I, you know, we've got those things that we're dealing with, dealing with our bodies, you know, we have infinite um, opportunities to get out of our center all the time and they increase all the time. The world is seeming to design, designed to take us out of that center place. And so it's just ever more important. And thank you for the work you're doing on this too, Karen, ever more important for us to, you know, have these shortcuts, trust the intuition, trust the body, what the body's saying, trust the heart, be able to navigate that so that we can be of service, you know, which is, you know, we can make the difference whether we're doing that, you know, in, in, in our, in our little intimate circle of our family, or that's rippling out, you know, across the airwaves like, like this. Um, But it's, it's really, I love the title of your show, Karen. It's, it's, it's what helps us get out of the fog. What helps us see. Absolutely. No. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. That is Lisa Schrader. You can find out more about Lisa and her work at awakeningshakti.com. That's awakening, S-H-A-K-T-I.com. There's a free audio meditation there for you and other resources as well, awakeningshakti.com. And of course, you can find me anytime you like at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private session with me if you are so inclined. And don't forget openpeacefulheart.com where you can connect to a free monthly 15-minute guided meditation designed to help you focus on peace in your heart and through that peace in the world. That's at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.